Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Things still take me by surprise Dust flies up into my eyes And leaves me hanging on My childhood's a blur somehow One day you'll forget me now I might need someone to tell my story when I'm gone Richard Laviolette is a very talented musician, singer, and songwriter from Guelph, Ontario. Originally from Terra, Ontario, in Bruce County, Laviolette has been making some of the most affecting, outspoken, and catchy folk and rock music to emerge in this century. His new album is a lovely and reflective one called Taking the Long Way Home, which is out March 10th on You've Changed Records. Here, Richard and I discuss his past work, his time in Guelph, the recent loss of his mother, his strong family bonds, the notion of home, his new album, and much, much more. Sponsored by The Bookshelf, Pizza Trocadero, and Planet Bean Coffee, this is myself and Richard LaViolette on Creative Control. Richard, thank you for being on this show. You're very welcome, Vish. It's nice to have you. We, we haven't chatted in an interview context in years. Yeah. I feel like you used to come on the old show that I had at CFRU, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I remember d- coming on sometimes with with you and Michelle. Yeah, you used to play yeah. songs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a few years since you put out a record, too. Uh-huh. How long has it been? Uh, well, I I can't remember. Like, I put out the, the Glitter Bombs album... Uh, a handful of years ago, uh, and then the first, the last album before that would have been like the last country album in two thousand nine. That was with the oil spills. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's yeah, going and then was re-released on You've Changed in two thousand ten. Right. Okay. And then it was in two thousand nine. I released the Oil Spills album, all of your raw materials, and the Hollow Hooves album the same year. Right. And then, which is kind of. Not necessarily the best idea, but <laughs> <laughs> why wasn't it the best idea? Well, it was just a big year. It was a lot of 
you got a recording lot recording and touring. And you did what? So that's three records in one year. Uh, no, just the two. Two yeah. records. Yeah. Okay. Two records in one year, yeah. and and they captured kind of different aesthetic interests mm-hmm. of yours. Yeah. One was a country yeah. record. Yeah. Perhaps set the tone for for what was to come. Yeah. And the other was a kind of a post punk thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Inspired somewhat probably by grunge and punk and Neil Young crazy horse yeah yeah so you had all of uh, like Neil Young uh-huh. or someone like uh, like lots of artists you have different different interests yeah 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 but, I feel like someone like Neil Young has inspired me to kind of explore different creative paths and directions right Just, but but the hollow hooves band yeah. is no more no yeah that was like the rock punk thing yeah what happened I think after I recorded both of those albums, I mean, I think I was out of material, first of all. But I think particularly like with the Hollow Hooves also, I think like by the end of it, I think people were also just kind of tired with the amount of time that they had spent together. and In the I band. Think, yeah. I yeah. think people kind of needed a break from each other as well. And, right. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I often think back to it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it'd be neat to like play a show where... I just like covered all those songs. Yeah. But it just seems like they were so specifically written, it would be difficult to do like without the original members of the band. Well, you have, there's a social aspect to what you do in terms of putting together these bands of people. Uh, some of them don't know, uh, you know, they're not necessarily uh, all friends to mm-hmm. begin with. You you are the kind of linchpin, right? Mm-hmm. You're bringing people together and you don't know how they're going to interact yeah. or get along <laughs> and, and whatnot. Uh, and the oil spills... Was a and and the glitter bombs. Those are bigger bands, right? Mm-hmm. Like lots of people. Yeah. And why does that appeal to you? Because organizationally, <laughs> I know from my own experience, it can be tough to get four people together in a room. Now you're talking about eight, nine people. Uh, yeah. Why do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Like it's it's funny because it, it's like even like after we put out the the oil spills album, even just like trying to organize like playing shows and stuff like that uh was very difficult and from show to show it was just always like different people would be able to come out yeah or, like different band members would be able to make it out and you're kind of trying to like rearrange the songs every night and um i think i i have an idea in my head before going into a recording of like how i like the perfect fantasy of what it could sound like yeah. when it was done and uh, you know, albums never obviously sound like that. But uh, yeah, and I think with albums in the past, often I think I'm like, well, let's just invite every like as many people as I need to like create all those sounds sure. that I think I want. Sure. And then uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll figure it out as it as it goes. But you seem to have a. A, a penchant for bringing a community on stage with you, mm-hmm. bringing your community with you. It seems to be, I don't know if you do that just for the sound. Are you doing it because of it being a social convention and, 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 and it being a fun thing? Is it, is it bringing home with you? Like why do you know, I, I used to do kind of a similar yeah. thing with a big band and yeah. with a lot of people with us. And I sometimes think about why I did it Yeah, and I don't really have a solid answer myself, but do you, think about like is it how conscious are you of I mean, the fact of I think part of it is trying to like honor the recording and trying to like at least have a handful of shows where you had 
you know, everyone who kind of participated in the recording. Um, but then, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like uh, to make it in this, like, musical and, and whatever, capitalist climate, um, it's, I feel like the people who are successful in terms of touring are often people who, like, go out on their, like, they might record with a full band, but then they'll tour on their own or just with a few people a that few people, can fit yeah. into, like, a single vehicle. Just financially, yeah. it's more viable. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I'm still trying to, like, figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's particularly for, like, touring and stuff like that. But, uh, but that, that's yeah. Of, those are logistic things. The communal aspect of, mm-hmm. of your work... Why is that important for you to to have that and exhibit that to people? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that it's it's like just a nice, honest reflection of like, I feel like in terms of like, uh, like my community and like who I try and surround myself with. I think it like also like delves into like different like political ideologies that I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so I think I don't know. Like I try and like bring that into my recordings and I also like to try and like bring that on stage as well. Can you elaborate upon some of those ideologies though? I mean, I am familiar with your work and um, and I know, I think I know where you're coming from and I think uh, I think we're in line in a lot yeah. of ways, in most ways, in almost every way. <laughs> <laughs> but can you, for people who aren't familiar with your work, and maybe where you're coming from, can you expand upon that? Like when you say you're you're bringing people with you and playing your music is a reflection of some political belief or beliefs, can you expand upon that? What are you trying to put forth? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately uh, I feel like I try and write about those things in songs and I'm never very good at articulating those things like on a microphone on an interview sure but <laughs> sure you, um, you did the work you put it in the song <laughs> yeah. that's listen, to the music. listen to the music <laughs> yeah yeah which i think is uh, is is also part of like why i i write music to try and like articulate those feelings you really wrestle i think you really wrestle with the materialistic aspects of life yes and the fact that uh, even you used to write songs about your friends uh rich parents Yes. You used to write songs about possessions and, and, and how those gained more import than social dynamics or, or, or really empathy on some level. So th- clearly you're trying to process the world and offer a version of it out into into the world, mm-hmm. back at it. That's, yeah. You're, you, as a songwriter, I see you processing mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I think my way of like interacting with people and trying to like express myself is yeah is through music right and i feel like uh often when i'm in a room with people or like pretty even like with my family and stuff like that i feel like the albums that i've recorded over the years have been a really good way of like sharing my my true feelings with with family members who often like take the time to sit down and listen to whatever I've made and uh, but yeah so I, I mean so in a conversation yeah. say you're at a uh, this is a, a cliche yeah. Let's, uh, let me let me invoke a cliche for you you're at a family dinner mm-hmm. maybe it's Thanksgiving maybe it's Christmas maybe it's Easter whatever it is you're at a family gathering 
and someone says something that you find problematic, are you the type? My my sense of you is you're not a type of the type of person who might confront that idea. You might process the idea, and maybe a few months later, <laughs> the conversation <laughs> would continue if you put out a record. You know, like the, the you seem to, or or this is my this is my perception. Or are you are you the person who would? confront that thing this is where i'm coming from i don't know i only know I mean, you. It, it depends i guess on, on yeah. like you know if it was like truly offensive or something like that i think i would uh make a point of saying something but uh but yeah i mean uh, it's it's social yeah i think it's it's definitely definitely a a, a bit of both yeah yeah you you yeah. are willing to speak up yeah you do speak up yeah but i know you as a, someone who speaks up in your in, in your actions yeah. in your community almost yeah. as, and in within your work. Mm-hmm. Speaking of your community, how long have you actually been in Guelph? Uh, I mean, I moved here in 2002 and so it'll... Uh, it's been 15 yeah, years it's been almost. 15 years. How's yeah. it feeling? How's the town feeling? Uh, I mean, I I love being here. Uh, I, I, I love Guelph and I, I love that I'm still here. I think there's been a number of times where... I've considered moving away and um, yeah, just like there to this point hasn't really been enough of a, a pull or whatever to, to get me out of here. But what, what might have propelled you to contemplate leaving? Um, I think part of it was the feeling that you like, you know, I, the reason I came to Guelph was for university. And so I can't, you know, it's a kind of a place that I happened upon and just that feeling of like, am I continuing to like commit to living here because I'm already here and it's the easy thing to do, or yeah. am I kind of still like making decisions about uh, what I'm doing in the future and where I want to be and stuff like that? So, but the yeah. the, the city can, I mean, it, it depends on who you surround yourself with, but it can inform and inspire your train of thought in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, right? I mean, this yeah. is a, it comes and goes, but I feel like this is a, a city where our, our ideas are considered very carefully and and um, and people are outspoken about their beliefs. I, I would think that on some level that resonates with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of too many. I mean, when you think about moving, where would you go? Where would you go, Richard? <laughs> where, where have you thought of living? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I feel like sometimes I've I've thought of moving to Toronto just because I've have, have so many friends that yeah. live there. Uh, yeah, I think the things that I have been inspired by while living in Guelph have been people. Yeah, who um, I guess you know share ideas of like anti-capitalism and and questioning the state and um, and questioning people in power yeah and people who like to support and promote independent culture and whether that's uh, musically or or otherwise yeah we have a ridiculously high like a a a large number of people doing very interesting things in terms of cultural enterprises in a city given our population Mm -hmm. there's a dance festival there's a film festival there are multiple music festivals there's a there's a writer's festival i mean it seems ridiculous yeah. on some level. I think that's one of the reasons some of us stay. Yeah. Um, but 
in terms of the mood of the city, in terms of its political climate, how are you feeling about it? I mean, I feel like I'm always cynical about like how you know uh, where things are often moving politically, just in, in terms of like Guelph is has been designated by Places to Grow Ontario as uh, you know uh, one of the cities in Ontario that. Um, can handle or support a lot more people moving here, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And so it's kind of been designated and uh, like... People are, uh, are being urged to, to move yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so there's just like, I think, you know, it's it's kind of like on this uh, threshold right now of um, kind of this place that not too long ago kind of felt more like, I don't know, a, a smaller town or you know well, that's kind of um quickly growing and um yeah like the um suburbs around the outside of the Guelph quickly expanding and yeah there's there's sprawl happening. yeah and and just like you know like high rises and townhouses and uh even in the downtown core they're doing some density stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't know i mean like i think i'm i'm i support you know like infill and like uh you know using like best use of like the space that we already have Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah i think in in other ways though it just you know there's like just the usual displays of uh yeah of gentrification and um but yeah you're a progressive guy but sometimes progressiveness and change can be totally different things I, I sense that you're slightly wary of the fact that the city's changing. I don't know. I mean, like, it's. I mean, I I am in some ways, but <laughs> I, I you know it's it's. I feel like that's everywhere, and, uh, you know, yeah, we like we live in a capitalist landscape and colonial landscape, and like those, those, like powers are are everywhere you go yeah. anyway, and yeah. I mean, you. We obviously are following. Uh, you are you someone who follows sort of like world events as well? Like, are you paying attention to what's happening in the news? Uh, a little bit sometimes. Uh, I mean, like, I I am. Yeah. I don't know how well I could. Well, I just art- articulate thoughts on. I, I mean, we've talked about it on a local level, but mm-hmm. how do you feel as a as a as a group of people? Mm-hmm. The human race seems to be going in a strange direction these days. Yes. Uh, do you have any particular thoughts on? Our 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 acceptance of things and 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 maybe how we're how we are or aren't progressing right now. I mean, I just feel like we're on the precipice of we're probably past the precipice. We're in a weird zone <laughs> as a as a people. And uh, you're a sensitive person. You're a thoughtful person. I just wonder what you make of what's happening in terms of the rhetoric and the way people are being treated and the way we're treating each other. It's a big question. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it is a big question. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, yeah, just mostly kind of horrified uh, by, um, yeah, climate change and migration and and just um, the trend, like, around the world to, like, where borders are becoming tighter and people yeah. are, are locking their doors and... Uh, um, but apparently also using that as as an excuse to become uh, f- 
you know, way more vocal about their racism and that was anyway, probably obviously has always been there, but certainly, um, I don't really see any benefit in this. Some people are like, good, it's all out in the open. But I feel uncomfortable walking down the street now. I, I'm, I, there have been certain situations in the last few months where I can sense that someone wants to say, you know, I'm used mm-hmm. to getting kind of looked at weird yeah. in a small white town like ours. Every once in a while it happens. People will just ask me strange questions. <laughs> and you address them, and, you know, maybe you chalk it up to curiosity and not racial insensitivity. But I'm more and more... Uh, this is coming from me, by the way, like foot and mouth guy, you know, a guy who says stuff he probably shouldn't say sometimes. But I I am more and more wary of people saying the, a weird thing to me, mm-hmm. like an offensive mm-hmm. thing to me, because they now feel somehow they have the license to do it. Right. And that's where we're at. Just on a social, like, I can't eat a sandwich in a restaurant without... And this has happened, where someone has just asked me where I'm from. Yeah. And that is a horrible situation to deal with uh in my case generally it's been pretty uh benign but still weird yeah that's what you're talking about yes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah people who yeah just feel even more entitled than they did before to like ask those horribly offensive questions in public or like confront people or anyway well you on your record I, I think are addressing a lot of things, uh, including this notion of home and where we're from. You re- you've called the record "Taking the Long Way Home." This is a very personal record for you, though. Right? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, where does this notion come from? Um, yeah, we, we, I mean, we like talked I about Guelph, but you're from you're yeah, actually from I'm from from Bruce County, Bruce County, uh, from Terra, and um, yeah, I mean. Um, I think on on this record, yeah, it's it's like I think um, I wanted to. My plan originally was to make um, a bunch of songs that I could sing and record with my dad, and uh, who, um, yeah, is a country musician himself and has a long history of of playing music. And what's his name? Daryl Laviolette. Daryl Laviolette. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I think a lot of the songs that I wrote were kind of like with that in mind. And uh, so just songs about like the house that we grew up in. And, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about um, the context of that and different family members and loved ones and uh, but yeah, so it's kind of, that was kind of the, the theme and, um, you were feeling reflective. Yeah. 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 And so he was, uh, yeah, caring for my mother and wasn't able to participate in, in the recording this time. And, uh, um, but yeah, that's kind of where, where, what it was rooted in, I guess. I mean, I, I I should say, and I and I I think I've communicated this to you personally on a personal level. But you you, you lost your mother recently, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm very sorry. I, uh, how are you doing? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a hard time for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and when I hear this record, which is uh, was made, I think before, um, you, well, your mother's been had been sick a, a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, about as long as I've been living in Guelph. Oh, the whole yeah, time. She's, uh, yeah, she was diagnosed about 15 years ago. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And what was it? Uh, Huntington's. Huntington's, yeah. 
So your mother's in here, right? Yes, your family, absolutely. Your, your whole family's yeah. in this record. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your mother like? Uh, she, Marie Luella Stella Laviolette was uh, just a very, she's like in a lot of families, I assume, the, the glue that held everything together. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, she was very po- positive and supportive, uh, but not a pushover. And uh, yeah, would very gently kind of like make her, her beliefs be, be known um and uh yeah and she she was very musical as well and uh was uh she was one of eight siblings and grew up in a family where every saturday night they had like a a family jamboree Mm. in the living room and that's amazing uh even their like her mom and dad would sit around playing piano and fiddle and um but yeah and so uh well uh like growing up her and my dad would always um they would play a lot of music together as well and like go out to different places in the community and um play at church or wedding functions and so stuff m- like that. music was i mean th- th- if these songs are to be taken as containing truth in them and not simply you know narratives or, or stories uh there's a lot of discussion in your songs about that mm-hmm. about this notion of getting together as a family and singing mm-hmm. uh, in the kitchen in the in the living room wherever it's just singing together um a lot of families don't have that experience i mean do you, did you know of other families that participated in these kinds of sing-alongs and and activities uh i mean i think i kind of assumed that it was happening other places, but <laughs> didn't maybe realize the extent to which, like, or just like how fortunate we were, and like even, you know, like in uh, my generation of cousins, and um, there's you know pretty high number of us who continue to to play music together and and try and carry that on, and uh, yeah, still every Christmas we get together uh, at my. Uncle Scott and Aunt Rachel's place, and and just spend the afternoon having a couple of beers and and playing tunes. And what uh, kinds of songs yeah. would you would you play? Is this a place where you people would bring out some originals, or are you mostly doing? I mean, the, the, throughout the record, you're t- you, there's uh, mentions of, of, of uh, references rather to, to country music. There's a mm-hmm. song called "Old Country Music." Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so um, country music is. Uh, a nice gateway for people, I think, to get started even singing together. There's mm-hmm. just something about it that um, galvanizes people. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, is, was it primarily kind of classic stuff, or would you would you say, hey, I've written a new song? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we grew up playing, like, a lot of kind of classic country and a lot of the stuff from the first volume of the Will the Circle Be Unbroken by the yeah. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. But then, yeah, just like a lot of classics, a lot of gospel. And, uh, uh, but yeah, as I got older and started like putting out recordings and stuff like that, um, it was um, often cousins actually, like younger cousins who were much younger, um, who, you know, were like, had memorized all of uh, a little less like rock, a little more like home, were like, you know, requesting like the letter Q or Auntie Anything or 
These are uh, this is yeah. a, a little less like a rock, uh, a little more like home. Is that mm-hmm. right? That came out in two thousand six yes. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's a record that came out eleven years ago, and it resonated with your family. Yeah, yeah. It's my my younger cousins, and there's even like recordings before that. There's like this covers album that I put out a long, long time ago, uh, and had one of the songs I put on there was. Uh, uh, wish you were here, like the Pink, Pink Floyd? Floyd song. Yeah, <laughs> that's and fine. That's anyway, a... so there's this great story of like uh, my cousins were uh, like in the truck with their dad, like listening to the radio, and yeah. the song came on the radio, and they're like, "Oh, dad, that's Richard playing <laughs> on the radio. His song's on the radio." <laughs> they like, thought you were Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Anyway. I, you know, you bring up a little less like a rock, a little more like home, uh, and that's going on 11 years now. And we have, we're circling now to a record about home again. Home is important to you, the concept of home. Why is that? I mean, it's important to lots of people, but do you have a restlessness about where you are in the world? I mean, why, why does this notion of home seem to linger in your work? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, home... Uh, yeah, I think for me it's just like a safe place of of comfort and whatever form or wherever you can kind of acquire that. And uh, yeah, and I feel like as I get older, um, I think I, yeah, I think a lot about like how I can best ha- you know have like carry home with me wherever I go and like I don't know I feel I'm like a renter as someone who every year I move into another house and uh but I'm still able I feel like I'm also like a pretty huge homebody and uh yeah I like you know having like a nice living room to like sit in and like listening to to records or, yeah. or what have you uh, is yeah is like very important to me and uh, you appreciate creature comforts and coziness yeah and I guess just like learning how to yeah how to like create home for yourself whatever that means uh, despite like whatever home may or may not have looked like you know originally or wherever you grew up or whatever yeah I mean you sing songs about your your parents you sing songs about your your siblings and your relatives I guess um there's a song about your grandmother. Yeah. Uh, my, my Pat Robinson. Right. You're my- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. My grandma's more punk. How does it go? What's the... My grandma's more punk than most punks I know. Right. (laughs) 
Family is, uh, you know, we're talking about home. I mean, family's important to you. A lot of us, uh, I'm talking, when I say a lot of us, I'm talking about me. I perceive some tension in my family uh, on some level, some dysfunction here and there. That doesn't seem to have been your experience. This was a, a real place of strength for you, your family. Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, yeah, I think there was definitely, um, uh, yeah, definitely things, I think, within my immediate family and, like, my extended family, I'm sure, like lots of other people where, uh, you know, there was definitely, like, good times with the bad times and, uh, yeah, and definitely things things to work through and... Um, uh, but I am definitely someone who, uh, yeah, was just like shown consistent love and, and just like raised in this, uh, like, uh, situation where there was just like completely surrounded by, by music and yeah, was just like, as, as a musical person was obviously like very taken by that. And well, you describe your mother as, as being, um, kind on some level but but no pushover mm-hmm. uh, outspoken your your grandmother is more punk than most punks you know there's a certain <laughs> strength in the in the women in your family oh definitely that you draw oh, from lord yeah <laughs> uh yeah no i mean like uh yeah my my grandmother's very very strong woman and um yeah her, her husband passed away of huntington's in in the 90s oh and yeah and she has lived by herself in in that same house uh ever since and uh, a house that I've continued to visit throughout my childhood. This is, and, is this your mother's mother? Yeah, hmm. yeah. And uh, yeah, she's just as someone who is just very, very content by herself and uh, and doesn't drink and, uh, but yeah, but is, is, uh, is very firm, but also like, at least with her grandchildren, never raises her voice and I mean, I, not that I heard differently, but I, who knows when you grow up in a place. But, sure. Uh, but yeah, and uh, and it was just like very clear, like my mom was one of eight kids and there were five of them were sisters. Uh, and just all of all her and all of her sisters are also just very, just confident women. And uh, yeah, and it was just a really nice example to have and is that, growing up. Is that because just through that's not easy to do by the way I mean it sounds like you have generations of women who've drawn strength from each other mm-hmm. from from each other's example yeah they're just they're very bold confident women right and many many nurses also which I think goes well together but um, right yeah draw, you've drawn from this mm-hmm. all of this yourself absolutely yeah. you yourself have had some health issues right a few how are you, <laughs> what how are you doing uh not too bad, actually. Like in in general, I think I'm always, uh, yeah. I uh, have a history of um, uh, originally just started out as colitis when I was 12, mm-hmm. uh, and then just kind of spiraled out from there. And different things kind of like related to and separate from that, and just like kind of like hip uh, and joint problems down down the road. And you couldn't w- walk for a period, right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, like after, uh, um, was 
after one of my surgeries was on a lot of they had me on a lot of prednisone uh, which is just a, a steroid oh it's a steroid and uh yeah which is anyway um led to yeah like hip uh deterioration further issues yeah and i eventually had to get like a, a full hip replacement right uh but yeah and just i think because of all of that have um yeah just deal with ongoing you know chronic pain and um and you know it's i'm i'm very mobile and uh get around uh but yeah just like kind of you know the daily discomforts yeah I, I, I can't imagine that they haven't but can you talk a little bit about whether or not uh those experiences have manifested themselves in your work this notion of having uh you know mobility taken away from you or enduring pain uh, that's got to be psychologically very confusing when work has been done conducted mm-hmm. to fix a situation and it actually <laughs> exacerbates it but does it manifest itself in your work uh yeah yeah uh i think in different ways at different times and uh i mean in the song taking the long way home that was actually written after my hip replacement and uh yeah just writing about the recovery and uh yeah just dealing with the physical aspects of that and the the psychological aspects of that as so well. is home yeah. i'm taking home literally in some cases but are you saying home in that case is a metaphor yes okay yeah for just well-being health mm-hmm. wellness yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah the long road back to to physical health okay and mental we've yeah. we've we've talked about this record uh i think somewhat extensively a little loosely i mean when you because you started working on this record I remember you were looking for (laughs) fiddle players three years ago or Mm -hmm. something and you'd ask me if I could help and I tried to recommend a couple people but um, you don't play fiddle anymore? No, I wasn't me. (laughs) I I was trying to get you I was trying to get you a hot shot I need to uh, well that's good I never thought of that I need to uh, I'm thinking my son and I might try to learn how to play a violin Oh, cool. If we can. Like That's in exciting. a Montessori situation where we yeah. both have to learn how to do something. Sweet. I think that would be interesting. I feel like he's going to kick my ass and just mm. <laughs> like master it before I can figure it out. But any in any case, um, it's been a long time since you released a record. How far back uh, is this batch of songs going? Uh, yeah, I mean, it must be four years or so, I guess. Yeah. Four or five years, probably. Like when I first started to write the songs. I think it was around... Uh, I can't remember the year, but I think it was just before I went to Whitehorse with uh, the You've Changed folks. Oh, that's right. You did kind of a writer. songs, okay. yeah. Was the Northern it? Register. Right. It was sort of a residency of kind, of mm-hmm. a kind, right? You yeah. were there for a few weeks or something? Yeah, there for, for a week. Oh, a week, okay. Yeah, just a week, including two shows. Right. Mm. And you guys made like a communal record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Called, yeah. What was it called? Community Northern Community Theater. Community Theater. Yeah, was the name of the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great record. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. lots of lots of really good songs on that. Who was on it? Song. It was the Burning Hell. Yeah, Wax Mannequin. Uh, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, Shotgun Jimmy. It was Christine Steve Lampke. Christine there? Fellows? No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, We're gonna forget someone. Construction and destruction. Yeah, maybe? construction destruction. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Michael Feuerstein. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It was yeah. a cool collection of yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's when you sorry you were bringing this up because that's roughly around when you started working yeah. on this song. Uh, yeah. these songs? Did that, did that whatever wh- whatever that gave you some that spark. Was. That was um, actually yeah the song that I now that I think about it um, the song that I wrote for that compilation uh, ended up becoming yesterday's gospel. Right. Yeah. Oh, like it ended lyrics. up becoming. Yeah. I was like, song. oh, that could be some of the lines there are just about like my folks right. singing. Um, together and uh, yeah I was like oh that would make a good country song and then tried to thought of come up with a, an alternate melody right. for that and you've been li- so you've been living with these songs a long time mm-hmm. now that the the record is done do you have you processed it have you figured out what's going on on this record for sure I mean 100% <laughs> undoubtedly never 100% no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I think at the time, yeah, it was just kind of a nice way to uh, do a bit of reflecting on the past and, um, yeah, just like thinking of some of the good and some of the bad and, and, um, and, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, will I try to do that again in another 10 years or something or... Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have some other uh, plans for different recordings in the not too different distant future. You're not mm. someone I think of as sticking with a sound per se, or sticking with a configuration of people. Even you, you like to try to play with different people to get different sounds coming mm-hmm. back at you. Um, we talked about the fact that the Hollow Hooves kind of stopped mm-hmm. and and disintegrated on some level disintegrated is a harsh word but you know what i mean well yeah it stopped kind of yeah of its yeah. own it just yeah does that sound still speak to you though like would you want to try to play in a rock configuration again because you between the, the last few iterations of of your work have, have not been that sound per se no i mean i think i'm interested in moving back in that direction uh i i've been working on a collection of songs about the winter and surviving the winter mm-hmm. and um yeah and there's their their rock songs and i think my versions of rock songs are more i guess yeah probably more in like the glitter bomb style or like uh just kind of like power chord four, yeah four, how would you rock. describe oh okay i don't know power like, chord four four rock yeah yeah, yeah. right like shotgun jimmy or something sure like that. you know just like <laughs> Pretty basic rock and roll. So that I feel like that's... Some might call it uh, indie rock. Yes. Kind In, of more of yes. an indie rock yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, an indie rock sound. Right. And, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm I'm working towards right now. Okay. Yeah. You want to get back to rocking. Yes. In yeah. some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still miss it and still trying to think about exactly like what I would want that to look like. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's plans are are slowly coming to get together to make a recording is this batch of winter songs done um like are you happy with i them? think it is actually yeah i think it is okay. I'm, I'm trying to decide if if i need any more songs than, right. than what i have but right. i think i'm pretty close so you're yeah. kind of after like we said it's been uh what has it been eight years mm-hmm. roughly since you last released a record um and at the time, we've already established like that was quite an outpouring of uh, stuff because you put out two records. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a two record guy? You're a two seven <laughs> guy. You're already like I've got a rock thing going. Like, 
that's how you work you work in a bit of a batch and then see where that goes um i th- <laughs> i don't mean a pigeonhole no you. no not at all uh i mean i think um at least where i'm at right now i'm trying to get better at writing songs more regularly yeah and so that when i'm done like doing the country album for instance yeah. that i'm ready to like start recording another do album you, of some kind. Do you have a particular practice when it comes to writing? Like, do you a lot of time <laughs> for it every day? Do uh, you? I mean, I, the thing that I try and do is, uh, is, yeah, like spend a little bit of time every day or as regularly as possible because I know that I'm the type of person who is just incredibly disorganized and chaotic and, and, uh, and know that I'm only going to do it when uh more like when i'm in the mood to i guess or like you know like if i'm if i'm like exhausted and tired at the end of the day i'm definitely not going to like sit down and try and work on a song or whatever and i think especially because of like the chronic pain and stuff like that or yeah it's i'm never really sure when i may or may not feel exactly like doing it so I think I leave leave myself the opportunity to kind of do it whenever I feel like it. But knowing that, I think I try and do it as regularly as possible, so that the output is still there. Yeah, of, you know. Yeah, you need you you have the need to do it. Yeah, it just you wait for uh, some muse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I'm always like, um, you know, have my my cell phone that I use to to document sound and yeah. and words and. Um, and surprisingly, uh, I work as a, a school bus driver, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, I get a lot done on the school bus, which maybe isn't the safest thing. But no, I don't want to hear about this. My, <laughs> kid, my kid's on a school bus, not on your school bus. But yeah, what do you what do you mean you're doing stuff on the school bus? Uh, yeah, so I just like I kind of hold the steering wheel with my knee. No, I'm just kidding. Please uh, don't do this. No, you're gonna lose no, your job. No, I just like I. Um, I mean, I'm obviously I'm still safely driving, but. I feel like because there's like a lot of a lot of time that I spend yeah, yeah. every day yeah. sitting driving the same route, uh, I think it creates an opportunity where I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's like go over these these song lyrics or like, can I expand on this verse of the song? You're kind I'm of in your head, singing to yourself, yeah, or kind of like about a melody stuff. I'm trying to rework sure. or something like that's that. That's reasonable. Yeah. You're not yeah. that's safe. That's fine. And I think it's a good way also of it provides like a regular space also where. I can kind of be working on, on a little bit here and there, and then in between roots or whatever, I can. That's a that's an old it. that's an old Isaac Asimov trick. Mm. Do you, I remember I, this had a profound effect. That was on my me. dad's name, Isaac no, Asimov. <laughs> <No, it's possible. laughs> he used to do a thing where if he had a problem, like he was trying to resolve something, and he couldn't do it, and he'd spend a lot of time at it, he'd just go to a movie, and then. Uh, at the end of the movie, the idea or the solution would present itself to him because he'd stopped thinking about it. So Wait, in a say weird, that again. So basically, instead of uh, if you're like stuck on a problem, mm-hmm. uh, you can either full on confront the problem and try to figure it out. But often the solution in your mind, the way your, our minds work is if you just stop thinking about it and do something else, mm, right. uh, yeah. the idea will come to you mm-hmm. of, of how to properly resolve it because you're just not... It's in there. It's yeah. still in your head. It's still your mind is still working on the problem, mm-hmm. but you're just not uh, stressing about yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I had this very exciting moment recently where uh, I had this like second verse that I had written to this new rock song and uh, thought that I had written it down somewhere. Oh, like, oh no. Uh, anyway, yeah. and, and then I like, lo- like broke my cell phone and had to get a new cell phone oh, no, yeah. anyway, and then realized that that was like the only mm. copy or like place that I had saved it. Um, but somehow like was able to like rem- go back to like the exact kind of moment I was also on the bus when I came up with it. Right. And so I was able to like go back to that exact moment uh, and try and just like recapture that, that feeling That's or cool. like, and yeah, anyway, was able to like remember <laughs> what the lyrics were. Well, the mind, think, yeah. the mind's a remarkable thing that way. Uh-huh. I think it's interesting. Well, I know you've been through a lot of stuff and I uh, appreciate you being on the show and I, I appreciate you uh, being so forthcoming. I, I, are you feeling good? Yes. Generally? Yes. You're in a Generally, good place? I'm good. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Taking uh, it very slow. And congrats on the record's amazing. I, I love the album. It's 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 wonderful. Thank I'm you. glad you're back, Thanks. so to speak. Uh, now, my understanding is we have the good fortune of uh, debuting a new song on the show, and I believe the song we're going to play right now from the record is Grey Rain. Mm-hmm. What is it about this song that uh, we, I think, did we talk about this song? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> or not yet today. Not yeah. yet today. Yeah. What, what what can you say about this song? Well, um, yeah, it's, again, it's about the the yellow brick house, which is the my childhood home, and just in the suburbs of Terra called Invermay. And, um, yeah, it was like the century-old kind of rickety home with, like, many rooms and um, bats that lived in the attic. Yes, you sing, you sing about these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, but yeah, just again, um, there was this old, uh, again, probably century-old upright piano that we had in, in the living room. And was, yeah, just like, I never, you know, obviously took any piano lessons or anything, but just a lot of memories of, of kind of like sitting at the piano just like pressing the key and seeing what happens and then you can like yeah you know open the the window to like look inside the compartment yeah yeah and yeah. anyway just to to kind of see the mechanics of it was i would remember that being very very exciting oh. uh yeah and then just the memories of growing up in a small town and so within all yeah. these sunny memories gray rain is falling mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> That's kind of a melancholy. Why is there gray rain falling in these lovely uh, Well, I guess because of the, I think there's uh, the the line about, I can't even remember what it is right now, in the chorus about... Uh, It'll come to you when you're driving uh, the bus later. Yeah, basically <laughs> about like the, ho- the house that you grew up in, like has, oh yeah, has long been forgotten. Right. Anyway, and so I guess just that... Uh, just to reemphasize that, yeah, just that feeling of like um, kind of that loss alongside of nostalgia and the good times, hmm. I guess. Um, I can't help but think of gray matter. You're entering your mind yeah. <laughs> for, for a song like this one, right? Because yeah. there's chambers in your in your head where all of these memories are living, including your home. Yeah. And so yeah. they're all... 
they're all in there and they're coming out of you now it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting we uh, before we go to the song though I should say uh, tour dates I forgot to ask mm-hmm. you about that uh, do you have some shows coming up I do have some shows coming up um, they if you would like to see a list of them that's, <laughs> you should go to uh, <laughs> you've changed records dot com sure um, when are some I'm playing my first show is in Peterborough on March 11th okay and I'm playing March 17th in Ottawa. Oh man, St. Patrick's Day! I know. Yeah, that's going to be a I mess. Wasn't thinking about it in Ottawa. I, did that. I oh know. I know. Oh dear. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, I'm playing the next day, the 18th in Montreal, uh, Le Cajibi, and uh, I'm playing at Kazoo this year. Yes, that's yeah. right. Very yeah. exciting. Very yeah. Very exciting. That's looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. And uh, playing Up and On Sound uh, on April 15th. And then uh, on the following weekend, I'm still waiting to convert. I think it's either the Friday or the Saturday. Uh, we're playing uh, in Toronto at the Monarch. Oh, cool! Uh, for a You've Changed anniversary show. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The eighth anniversary or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So really, really looking forward to that. And uh, and then that's the April the twenty second that afternoon, playing uh, at this place in Aurelia called Apple Annie's. Oh, okay. They're having some kind of like a Northern Ontario folk festival of some kind. Oh, yeah. okay. Are you yeah. a fan of the Honeycrisp apple? Uh, like the actual Honeycrisp? Yeah. Uh, it's yes. my favorite new apple. Is it? Huh. It's, I feel like it's a recent invention huh. and I get them at the Guelph Farmer's yeah. Market every every time and they've lasted a long time this season mm. for some reason. They're delicious. Yeah. It's exactly what it sounds like yeah. and I bet Apple Annie would appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's always good to have an apple that, like... A uh, go-to apple. Can, yeah, and, like, doesn't bruise or... Oh, it's amazing. ...goes off too fast. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... My favorite apple is probably the Macintosh. Really? Yeah. You're still a Macintosh guy. Yeah, I know. It's, you're sticking <laughs> with it. never grow to that. I no, it's so. fine. I just... I, <laughs> try the Honeycrisp if yeah. you haven't already. It's yeah. It's wonderful. And yeah. I, I think based on this digression, we should mm-hmm. end the show. Probably. I, I want to thank you for remembering all your tour dates. And again, you've changed records for more information about mm-hmm. Richard Laviolette and this new uh, record, which is excellent, Taking the Long Way Home. And uh, thank you for letting us premiere a song right now. You're very welcome. This yeah, is, thanks for having me on. Beach. This is Grey Rain, right? Yes. We're going to hear Grey Rain. Yes. Richard, you're a great man, and I thank you for being on this show. Thank you. Thanks, Beach. You too. Our
much else do I seem good Like a weak put up Storm cloud rolling through the neighborhood Red rain is falling This weather is appalling The streets of a small town Brand new music there by Richard Laviolette, the great Richard Laviolette. That was Gray Rain from his new album, Taking the Long Way Home, which is available March 10th on You've Changed Records. Thanks to Richard for making time to chat with me at the CFRU studios in Guelph. And I hope you will listen to his music and go seek him out if he's coming to a city near you. This 305th episode of Creative Control would not be possible without our sponsors, the finest pizzeria in Guelph, Pete's Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444, or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. Also, The Bookshelf, which is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. And for the finest coffee anywhere, try Planet Bean Freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. There's, they have three cafes in Guelph, and they also distribute their coffee uh, throughout Ontario. Their coffee beans. You can get them throughout Ontario, and I, I think they're working on more distribution. Go to planetbeancoffee.com and get involved with Planet Bean. They're great. This show, Creative Control, is available on iTunes. Please go to iTunes to listen to this show and subscribe to the podcast and download the, the, the episodes. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you share them and uh, review and rate the show on iTunes. It's also available on audioboom.com. So go to audioboom. It's, uh, uh, there's also the Patreon page, patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Vish Creative. And a version of this show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, around the world at CFRU.ca or on the radio at CFRU 93.3 FM in the Guelph area and just beyond. Uh, all of this information is available on my website, vishkana.com. That's it for me for another show. Back with more shows soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.